we have a tendency to judge ourselves and the world around us based on the most successful people because those are the ones that are the most visible. But there are plenty of people in the world that are creative. And I, I, was, I would argue that everybody in the world is creative if they would just use that muscle in their body or their brain. But there's millions, you know, billions of people in the world that are creative, that are making a really good living for themselves that we just don't know about. Yeah. But they're perfectly happy in their lives because A, they're being creative, they're getting it out there in the world, and they're making a living, and they don't have to do anything else other than be creative. The only difference is we don't know who they are because they're not the superstars of the world. They're not Bill Gates. They're not you two or Lady Gaga, you know? And what do you think separates the Yurzits? It's just kind of like luck and plus a lot of variables that are like really hard to predict or have you seen oh, some like, something in common that usually those people who make it work? The, the only thing that's in that's, that they have in common and it's not the thing that, make, that distinguishes one from another, but the only thing that's in common with all of them is the hard work. Okay. The, the, you know, I would say single-mindedness, but I think it's, 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 it's hard, you know, it's hard work. They have, a, they have an ability to take all these things in. And I mean, how do you know, I mean, and this is, this is a question I ask songwriters all the time. How do you know when the song is finished? Or an author, how do you know when the book is finished? Like, because that's part, that's part of the, that's part of the parlor trick, as it were. It's like, how do you know? Mm. You know, and that's, that distinguishes one from another. But the ones, the ones at the very, very top, whether, again, whether it's, you know, whether it's a Bill Gates, whether it's a Lady Gaga or whatever, there, there is one thing, and, and you can't buy it, you can't, you can only articulate it with two words and you don't know where to get it and you don't know why some people have it and some people don't. And that's fairy dust. Fairy they get, dust. They get, yeah, something sprinkles on them. Something, some magic dust is sprinkled on them. And that's what takes them to that other level, that, that, that place where they become ubiquitous in the world. Hmm. Everything else, you know, everything else needs to be in place. They need to have done all the hard work. They need to have created something that appeals to a lot of people. But what's the thing that makes them iconic? It's that fairy dust. And the, and the thing that's really interesting about it is we hold, we, we have a tendency to hold all of those people in really high esteem. Yeah. You know? But I'll tell you something, because I've, I've had the good fortune of spending a lot of time over 38 years with a lot of people that have had fairy dust on them. They don't know what fairy dust tastes like. They don't know what it feels like. They don't know what it smells like. They don't even know that they have it. They used to. Except that some, except, well, no, it's like somebody has told them that they have it. That's the only way they, they're regular people like you and I, who have done something that we consider extraordinary. And they are just like, that's what they do. I, on my podcast, um, the very first episode of the first season did an interview with a guy named Jim Cuddy, who's, a, who's one of Canada's biggest songwriters. And I asked him, I asked him about inspiration 
And I said, you know, what inspires you? How do you, how, you know, and he said to me, you know, there are days that I come into the studio to write songs and I have to go from one instrument to another because nothing's coming out. So I have to work towards inspiration. And that, it was interesting that that became, you know, that was a part of the very first interview that I had posted or the, actually it was, I think it was probably the second interview that I did for the series. But it was interesting that he said that because I think that's the thing that has been most common with everybody. It's like, it doesn't just, it doesn't just happen. You got to put yourself in a place to accept inspiration when it shows itself. You got to work towards inspiration, which means you can't sit on your butt waiting for something to happen. You can't lay in bed expecting genius to rain down on you. You got to be doing stuff. You got to go through a lot of crap before you reach something good. I had, I had a really great experience. Um, back in 2014, I was in, um, in LA um, helping arrange a, um, a Tom Petty interview. And this was the first time that I had met Tom Petty and Tom Petty was one of my favorite artists for the entire of the entire of his recording career. I was lucky enough to be one of those people that, that bought the first record very soon after it came out, just because I thought the album cover looked really cool. Cause every Saturday we would go to the record stores and we would just buy things on a whim. And I said, you know, we were waiting for the interview to start. And I, you know, told him my story of discovering his music. And I said to him, you know, what's really amazing is you've released all of these really great records and there isn't one shitty song on any of these records. And he looked at me and he kind of smirked and he went, well, we don't let anybody hear the shitty ones. 